Ruth. Hi, I'm Sarma. Anath, are you okay? Yes. Do we need to do this over again? I'm going to start over. Hi, this is Ruth. Hello, this is Salma. Hi, it's Anas. And this is the Chalk My Bat podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing what it's like to train with your significant other. Oh, you guys are pulling a prank on me. Yes, April Fools. <laughs> oh, it's April already? Jeez. Yeah. Okay, April. Oh, this this oh the podcast coming out on April Fools. Well, before April Fool's, so happy April Fool's Day, Anas. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Salma? I'm doing good. We're talking about training with your significant other. Oh, so then, I'm not going to be talking. I'm just going to be asking questions. You can, de- yeah, you can chime in. You can definitely give your input. Um, I'm sure you have some experience. Oh, I mean, just, just a just little bit. Just feedback and talk. Y- you don't have any experience okay, great. training? I'll be just chilling here. You'll be chilling. I mean, I did hear you had some experience. No, I'm single. I've been single. Do you think it would be a big distraction if you did train with your significant other? If you had a significant other? At the same time in the gym? Probably yes. Yes. Do you think oh, you would sh- be where you're at now? Like if I, if I, if I train with my significant other all the time? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. No, no. That'll be super distracting. Damn, that's like I mean, a real it, burn it, for it like will, Abe and depend. Josh. I mean, it will depend on how she is. If she's like super dependent, then like yeah, that will be super distracting. But if she like if she if she does it own her own thing, like I don't think that will matter. I have a question for you, Nas. Do you feel like Josh's um, gains and strength have gone down since he started dating Salma or Apes? I mean, Abe, you know, hasn't really progressed in a long time. <laughs> 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 Um, for what's your opinion? I don't think a. I mean, at least when I used to train on Metro, I don't think Abe was. I don't think he affected him that much. I think like he just he did, did your own thing. He did his own. You probably tried to distract him, but it didn't work that well. You know, like you would just go up there and just start talking to him. Like you want, hey, I, I gotta leave now. You know, all that kind of stuff. So like regular, regular stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I guess wanting to leave before he's finished is not regular, but yeah, sometimes. Like Training be. for four hours, first of all, is not regular. <laughs> that is that not, not That is that's not, not okay. No, Thank you. Yes. It is not regular. No. Oh my goodness. I would get onto Josh when even like when we started living together about training three hours. I just that just blew my mind when I first met him. I'm like, how can oh. you be at the gym for three hours? Only three hours? Oh, he's he's rushing. He's probably rushing his workouts then. I mean, half of the time. Y'all wouldn't be even working out. It would be like y'all were talking, you're, you're jacking right. you off. Oh, <laughs> okay. I have a question regarding that. You know, how much I, of working I, I out was yeah. actually working out when you guys worked at uh, worked out at Metro for Abe, especially for Abe? I think it was like a like seventy percent talking, thirty percent working. <laughs> so I kind of again, I kind of see where where Ruth is coming from. Josh was pretty efficient. I mean, back to like. The last few years we trained with him, he was pretty in and out. And he would purposely go earlier just so that he would leave before everybody came. Yeah, Josh was just pretty quick, actually. Yeah, Josh was pretty efficient this time. Okay, I have a question. <laughs> okay. How hard was it to train Josh and Abe? It wasn't It wasn't hard at all. They were pretty fun to work with. I mean, to be fair, they were. They didn't have many expectations from me because like, this, I started working with them early on like they were the first people I worked with for free and like it wasn't like there wasn't much 
pressure on me or them. So it was kind of pretty easy going. And they're close friends. So that, that kind of played a factor too. Josh is not a very good communicator. And I'm a very like outspoken person. I tell him everything that I'm feeling like constantly with my regarding my training and I feel like he half the time just kind of ignores it and just like his answer for most of the things that like most of my complaining is basically it's powerlifting that's how it is you'll get over it <laughs> I guess funny I can't, I can't, is that I, how I, you that like coming. in general train women though like in your experience and us because I don't know any different oh yeah no that's that's definitely not I think it's just um Josh being Josh yeah, I think it's Josh being Josh too, but eventually he gets like annoyed of me just complaining about the same. Like if I have sp- a very specific pain that he will actually take the time and like help me out and tell me what I need to do to feel better. And I'm like, why didn't you do this at the beginning? It, it, like we could have avoided all of these, uh, you know, nagging if you could have just helped me in the first place. Oh, he doesn't care about your pain. Oh, my God. that is, That is not good. <laughs> Wait, who I mean, do you care about is, our pain? Anna? Me? Yeah, oh, definitely like, not. I definitely don't care. So you see, that's what I'm saying, though. I feel like it's heightened when you're trained by your significant other. Like if you're being you, trained you, by them, you're, I also expect for him to listen to my feelings and how I'm feeling about my training. Okay. So on top of telling me, like that's, giving that's me why, tips and advice. Right. That's why I think it's a good idea if you're if you're partner also trains to have someone else actually coach them. I mean, I haven't ever had anybody else train me in powerlifting. I feel like it's more of a community thing. Whenever um, I was training a Metro, like anybody could chime in and I could like take their advice. Did, did um, you take it? Did you take it seriously enough that you like, it wasn't just for fun. Like you're just going to go in. Like, did you care enough about it that you uh, needed coaching from anyone like from, from Abe or someone else? Yeah. I mean, I think you told me a few things. I think if you cared enough, kind of like it will affect how your mood is. Like generally, like if you, if you kind of have a bad session and like the day after you go and work and you're like, man, my squats didn't go well. I think like if, if you get to that to that point, I think you're probably better off having someone else coach you than your, than your partner. So you're telling me the last eight years of my life are a lie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's kind of so different with the dynamic that Josh and I have. I mean, he does train me, but of course I don't like I've come to terms that I'm never going to take it as seriously as he is and that I'm not going to prioritize powerlifting over like, you know, these other things that I have going on in my life. So I finally come to came to terms with that. However, he's more like, okay, this is what I'm going to tell you what to do. And if you want to follow it, follow it. If not, you can always just go ask, like you can ask somebody else, like go out and look for somebody that you know, might give you a different perspective and help you with your lifting. Yeah, I think I'm also like a true believer of like, you are more intentional about training if you pay for it. So then that kind of, I guess, does interfere with that because obviously I'm not uh, paying Abraham to train me. I'm not going to pay anybody either. So I mean. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like if you're just doing it for fun, um, I mean, at least for some other thing, you should care too much about what Josh like has to tell you like if he tells like yeah just just squat it doesn't matter if you're doing it for fun i don't think it like that that nuance really matters that much unless you're in pain like i think that you should definitely help you with 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 pain stuff so i think now i'm doing it for fun but like a few years ago i was way more intentional about training and about competing it kind of depends i mean now 
I wouldn't really say Abraham trains me because uh, I kind of just do my own thing and do. I go back and look at my old sheets from Abraham um, and sometimes take from that. And what I mean when I say I go back and look at my old sheets are actually your old sheets on us. Oh, really? I don't think they were. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm just saying that everybody copied and pasted it from your, it's from your uh, mix think, sheets. I think Abe was the one who didn't actually copy anything that I gave him. Like now I see a lot where like I can, I, I give someone something and like I kind of see the people they train like uh, doing something similar. I'm like, okay, well, like, okay, I guess you're doing like cop. Well, I, I would, I don't, I, wanna, I don't want to call it copying, but like it's heavily influenced. But with Abe, I don't think it was. I think like he was doing like experiment, like he would just experiment with like whatever he thinks will work, which was interesting actually. Uh, yeah, that was actually one of the other things that I was going to bring up is that he, I felt a lot of the time, especially because I was the first person I think that he ever trained and probably one of the most difficult people he ever trained is that like I was his guinea pig. So everything that like we tried, it was like we were trying it for the first time. Um, and you're right. He was pretty creative in the way that he did his training or the, the things that he would try. So I would get frustrated a lot. Um, when I was, I would see like he's training somebody else and everything's already been worked out. Like all the kinks in, in the training or what should be done reps versus sets. If we were doing like chains if we were doing bands, like all those kinks had been worked out to where it was like next person who would do it, it would be a pretty good program for them. And they wouldn't have like any plateaus or, I mean, some of that's like individual, but you know what I mean? It would work out a lot better for the next person than it did for me. So do you think like him coaching you, like affect, did it affect your relationship? So we were still trying to like figure out our careers as well. And then we were training. So there was like a lot of growth happening in different places um, that sometimes whenever we would come in, if, if I would see somebody else like doing something and he's training them um, and they were progressing maybe a little bit more than I was, but I was still getting like, Oh, try this differently or don't do this. Or, you know, like still getting things thrown at me that were like new and that he was just like trying out to see if it would work. Sometimes that would be frustrating. Cause it would be like, like, what am I doing wrong? Um, so yes and no. Cause then sometimes it would be really good. What about you, Salman? Does, does it affect your relationship? I think I tend to take like his training to, like too hard and like I have an issue with separating like oh this is just training and like our personal relationship so sometimes I would be like upset up something that he would say during our trainings and, and then I would like um, carry that for the rest of the day or so so I think a little bit but now that I'm that he's been training me for two years it's I know how he is so I'm, I just let things go and I'm just like I just move on so not anymore, but we definitely have come a long way from when he first started training me to now. So if he says something in training now, like it, it won't affect you at all? No, I'm just going to – I usually just let it go. I mean, I know how he is mm -hmm. at this point. How he is in general? How he is like as your coach? How he is uh, in general? I think Josh has just a, like such a particular way of, of – thinking and regarding his training and like other tr other people's training i think he's just like like you guys said he's very focused he goes in gets stuff done and gets out 
Like, he doesn't let... Even if he's feeling pain, he doesn't show it. He doesn't let me know unless it's extremely bad. So to me, he has a very high level of tolerance. And I feel like he expects that from me too and others, of course. So it's, it sounds like you kind of understand like how you have a better understanding of how Josh is in general. Yeah, I still don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big difference with me is that like you have experience with like the powerlifting community and lifting at a powerlifting gym, whereas I've never really trained at a powerlifting gym because they're also 45 minutes or more away from where we are. So I've never gotten that experience of what it's like to lift with um other power lifters so it's just basically josh you know the thing that you said about how like he expects you to feel pain the same no. way that he does <laughs> no no no. Like when, you're, mean, when you're training well yeah to like tolerate pain i guess like just to cope with pain in general as he does i feel like he doesn't understand that and i, I think i can say this generally women feel so much like pain differently and i don't think he understands that so one time i had um this is when we were training at UTA at the mat. I had torn my meniscus from like playing soccer and powerlifting and doing a whole lot of other stuff I probably shouldn't have all been doing at the same time. Um, and I would keep complaining like, hey, my knee really hurts. Like, I don't think I should be doing this. Well, homeboy would just be like, no, nah, you're, you're probably fine. Like, it, you know, he would give me stretches and things. And, but he felt really bad afterwards when he found out that I had actually torn my meniscus. And I had to get surgery. That's pretty much how she used with me. I think for the most part, he just kind of like just hears me out. And eventually, like I had said earlier, um, he'll tell me what to do and then I'll feel better. He's lazy. I don't know if he's lazy or if that <laughs> just has something to do with our relationship where he just likes me nagging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Josh has his like, he, he has like, I don't know if it's a joke or not, but he has this idea of powerlifters are always in pain. So he's like, oh, you're powerlifting. You feel pain. You're probably doing it right then. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he's told me before. Yes. <laughs> oh, he said that before. 100%. Yeah. I don't, like, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's a, it's more of a joke, but he kind of also goes with it. Too. Uh, I think he takes it seriously. Because, <laughs> um, like, for example, like a couple of months ago, I had a back pain. He's like, he finally, we finally dealt with it. It's gone. Now I have some like pain on my hip, and he's like, "See, I'm telling you, it's always something. It's always going to be something. You're just going to have to learn how to deal with it." Do you find that in your training, like you train a couple of girls, and else do you feel like they um they complain more, or is that just me and Salma? Actually, I haven't trained girls in a while. I mean, I just started training a couple of girls. It hasn't been hasn't been too long. Not really. No, I don't think they complain that much. Oh, I guess it's I, just I you and me know. then. Because I mean, if I was playing somebody, I for sure would be complaining to them 24-7. I think, yeah, I don't think it's more of like a guy-girl thing. I think it's just more of a personality. Are you trying to say that we have like a, a personality of like, I don't even know what you would call it, like a nagging personality where we complain a lot? High maintenance? Yeah, you're probably high maintenance. I have no idea. <laughs> How about your past, like the past girls that you've trained? Did they complain a lot? Mm, no, not really. I don't think I don't think they complain more than guys. I think it was no. I, th I think it was a healthy amount of complaining. Like they would complain whenever they actually. It, it was never. I've never kind of. I never take it as complaining. It's more of 
kind of addressing things that, that need to be addressed. I've never seen it as like, oh, they're just complaining. Yes, they complain. Like most well, of it, I think you know. that coaches need to be coached. That's the way I look at it, too. I'm like trying to give I see it as give me giving Josh feedback. Yeah, yeah, it's feedback. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what I'm saying. I think it's just feedback. I mean, as, as long as it's just, oh, I don't like this training. I don't like doing this. I don't like doing that. When it's like things that will help you progress, then it's complaining. But if it's you giving feedback about like, oh, my hip is hurting here or like this movement is giving me this or that, like that's not, I don't see us complaining. It's just at that point, I think it's more of like feedback. That's, it should be helpful for the coach. I'm going to use that now on us. I'm just going to tell Abe, I'm just giving him feedback. Well, I mean, I don't want you to use it. I mean, <laughs> like, let's start, com- like, like I said, like if, if you're complaining, it would be more like, more of like you're you're talking about things you're complaining about things that will kind of help you progress like i don't want to do four sets of five here or i don't want to do this amount of work whereas like that's complaining but if it's you're talking about like your pain like i'm having pain here or i don't have enough time to do all this work like that's that's more like feedback if that makes any sense so during um i think it was like my third powerlifting meet um it was in July and it was in Houston. I forgot what it's called. For one of my attempts, I felt like I was robbed because um, Abraham, during our bench for my second attempt, I think he jumped me like, I don't even, seven kilos um, from like my first to my second attempt. And that really like psyched me out um, to like not get it. And then like, obviously, like I can't go back down for my third. So I had to redo it again. And then I felt it again. So is that feedback? <laughs> um, yeah, that should be more. I mean, that's more, that's more like bad attempt selection on on Abe's part. Because I felt really like. Oh, yeah, you should you should definitely tell him and tell him okay, like, like you should be doing better as a coach. You shouldn't be giving me these attempts. You're terrible at attempt selection. Abe, you're terrible at attempt selection. There you go. That's some good feedback he, he right there. He didn't flinch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he should take that feedback and get better now. Um, I think he did get better. Um, and he trained a lot more women after that. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that he did not give them seven kilo jumps from their first to their second attempt on, on bench. On bench. That's that's never a good idea. I can barely take seven and a half kilo jumps on bench. No, like give me a two and a half jump. Yeah, two and a half, five max. Set me up for success. There you go. Maybe you should coach yourself. Like you? Yes. <laughs> well, I do coach myself now because he doesn't, I don't have a program anymore. There you um, go. And I kind of just wing it. And that's, that's also I've made I've made no progress in I mean, uh, I mean, lifting gains. Are you trying to make progress? No, not really. There you go. So it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I'm just trying to. Uh, and uh, if you're asking me what I'm trying to maintain, I don't really know. I guess I'm just trying to maintain my sanity. So, so why that's, uh-huh. why did you stop, uh, or why are you not taking powerlifting as seriously as you used to? So my last. Powerlifting competition was in 2019 and it was regionals and felt like I did good. And then after that, I was just, I was wanting to try other things. So I've been running and it's been on like my bucket list to do a half marathon or a marathon. So I've been doing a lot more of that. Do you guys plan plan on competing again for Salma? Do you plan on competing? I don't know. Josh is very encouraging with me competing however I, I don't really know how i feel about 
I mean, I've been to a couple of, maybe three of them, and I've watched them, and they're so long, and just three attempts per lift just seems, I don't know. I don't think I'm still debating whether I should compete or not. How long do you think they are? Seven, nine hours. <laughs> um, no, they're, de- they're definitely not that long. Um, not anymore? No, now, like, most of the time they have, you can, now they have like they split them in two sessions so like one morning session afternoon session each session will take i mean like you'll be competing in one session so like it usually goes from like nine to twelve or nine to one or even ten ten to yeah ten to one or two so probably like four hours you should compete if you feel like that's something that you want to do and like you want to know what it's like to feel to get your numbers under like that that sort of like pressure of you like having to perform well I do want to know what that feels like however I'm like really afraid that I'm not going to be able to perform I mean I've seen uh, how they go and they're a little intimidating um but we will see maybe once I, I got I have a set of goals for myself and um my my weight regarding like how much I can live so if I meet those in the following uh, months then I will probably compete I feel like you should just do it so I'm interested (laughs) every like any lift that you get for the first time like that's a that's a PR because you've never done that in right in competition so I'm interested what 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 numbers are you hitting now and like what are your goals before you compete so right now um my squad is at 264 and then my deadlift I think it's at 250 if I don't if I remember it correctly and then my bench just completely sucks uh the most I've done is 101 so and what are your goals like my goals for before competing I really would want to get at 300 for squat and 300 for deadlift and one 135 for bench. I don't think you understand. I don't think you have an idea how strong those numbers are. A 264 squat is actually very strong. Um, but, I mean, I've seen, like, Josh has told me some, some videos, and I know, like, these girls have done it for such a long time, but I just have that in my head that, I mean, these girls are my same weight class, and they are lifting way more than I am right now. So I feel like I should be there first. He's probably showing you like the like the national champion or something or I like don't the, know. or the top three lifters like <laughs> who like who don't matter they're like the top point zero one percent like you're Maybe like so. yeah so like it doesn't I mean unless yeah unless you've been training for like template like ten years or something something crazy like you're probably not going to be that strong because and they're probably like the most genetically gifted lifters like they're the top of the top so like it doesn't like he's he's giving you like a a bad idea of how like what normal numbers are or like for someone who's training like your training age uh where 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 like where where she should be right well this is not like this is not pressure on him this is just kind of more on myself um but i just kind of sometimes walk in on him watching you know youtube videos of these girls and i'm like oh my god they are they're pretty strong but it is like he has he puts no pressure on me to to get to any type of numbers it's just me 
Um, he says the same thing that Ruth says, just go out there, have fun. It's all about what you can, um, achieve for yourself. Do, do you, th- well, what if, what if you go and you don't perform as well? Do you think like it'll be embarrassing? Like what's, what's stopping you? I think I would just be really disappointed in myself. Um, and then I'm just kind of trying to cope with the fact that I, I like, there's a part of me that does want to do really good and powerlifting, but then again, I need to understand that I can't prioritize it. So I like you guys were talking about what you put in shows, um, you know, in your lifting and I can't put in a hundred percent and get the results, the results that I want. I mean, how many times are you training a week? Like how many right hours? Right now I had to go down because I started school. Um, you know, my spring semester started, so I kind of had to go down and then we added a new puppy to our, to our family. So I'm only training th- uh, three days a week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's still like a big investment. Like you're investing three days a week, probably like a couple hours a day. So you're investing like six plus hours a week into training. So, I mean, it is up on your, I mean, that, obviously it's, it's not going to be your top priority. But, I mean, it is up there. Like, it's taking a good amount yeah, of time. Yeah, quite a little bit of time, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think it's um, – I think it's worth uh, competing if you're putting that much time into it. It's like, well, why not compete? And if it's something you enjoy and, like, you want to do well in, even if it's not if, – you know, if, even if you're not putting, like, 20-plus hours into it, which I don't think you, you need to, um, I think it's worth competing. If you, I mean, if you enjoy it at least. I do enjoy it. I, uh, again, like it's very, um, it takes a lot of time to see progress or even like hitting a new PR, um, on my home gym. It's very exciting and very rewarding when you get that number. Uh, but the rest of the time it's like, it just like very dragging for me at least. You should do it and then just get it out the way, see how it feels like. And then you have like numbers to really like go off by. I feel like your gym PR sometimes can be different than like your meat PRs. And especially if it's like your first time doing it, like you can, ha- I mean, this probably doesn't happen for like people who been like doing a lot of competitions and then they finally hit a, like a plateau. But for you, like you may realize that you like perform really bit well, like under pressure. In a, a meat, yeah. Right. And I don't know, who knows? Maybe you get like, I'm kind of I'm kind of mad at you Salma I don't think you listened to our previous podcast when we talked about people not wanting to compete I'm not I heard you don't listen to any of your podcasts (laughs) but but I'm I'm in them but I'm I'm listening to them right now but how can you how can you recall hey you guys need streams so you should rewatch it or listen hey I listened to three at three out of eight Oh, speaking well, of streams, you guys have hit 500 streams, so congratulations. Oh, thank you. So, Anas, when are you going to start training your significant other? Who's who's my significant other? I don't know. Are you going to find no, me That's, the next, that's like, the next question. Is, Do you, this is all I know about you from the podcast as a listener um, who's not – I mean, I'm pretending we're not friends. Uh-huh. And we're not really good friends we're outside not. of this. Oh, we are? But, we're like – Are we? I think we are. Yeah, we're, but fr- we're the best Like, I'm friends. pretending that we're not. We're the best friends anybody could have. Yes. But, like, this is what I know about you from the podcast. You really like powerlifting. You like coaching. Uh, you like Arby's. Hold on. Um, 
No, are, he's are, not are, the one that likes Arby's. Are we playing two, like two, two, two truths and one lie? No, but like, no. what else do we we have to like? What else do we know about the real and us? Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll so I'll say this: if I do get a get a partner, I think I don't think I'll want to train them. I think I will probably rather send them somewhere else. What if she I doesn't feel comfortable with anybody else, and she wants you to train her? Like, um, take Salma for example. Like Salma, were you training before Josh came into your life? Not like that. I mean, I was going to the gym. I was working out, but I didn't really have a structure. I would just go like on Pinterest like the rest of the girls do and just look for workouts there. And uh, I was not training before I met Abraham. I mean, that was like a really long time ago, like in college, but we started training together. And that's something that we started doing and like trying to figure out how we were supposed to powerlift. Honestly, at the end of the day, with all our... Our disagreements and like at the point that we are right now, it's so much fun just working out with Joshua and like getting that thumbs up, like yes, you're you're doing good or your form looks good. Um, I actually have fun with him now. Yeah, I think the training part, like I would I would love to train with whoever my partner is, uh, but as far as coaching them, I think that's a whole different thing. Like, I mean, as as you guys said, it did take a toll on your relationship, or at least like did affect your relationship somehow right like outside of just a little bit but i feel like it makes you it makes your relationship stronger well i I would i would agree because then i probably would have not end up being married to abraham because like i knew that if he didn't coach you you think powerlifting is something that we we are sharing together right so we made the same Mm. friends out of it we spend a lot of time together at the gym too um, and it's something that, like, I knew staying in a relationship meant, like, oh, sometimes I would have to spend four hours at the gym for no reason when your <laughs> workout can be, like, one hour or an hour and a half. But I, I do feel like it makes you grow in your relationship because you really, really get to know somebody when you really know how you can really annoy them. And, you know, that, so, you're, like, so you're admitting that it could be like it like it could be annoying to him or you. <laughs> yeah yeah i, mean, I think like, more to us especially okay. if you really know, you really get to know somebody under that pressure because then not only i mean i can only speak as an athlete side because i didn't coach abraham i mean I, I would know how to like push his buttons if it's something that's bothering me but i think that you know that in when you're in a relationship with somebody and it's just heightened a little bit more when they're coaching you um so you learn to like the things that you don't like about somebody in a relationship. So I feel like if you're willing to stick through that and work through it, it can make your relationship stronger. I also feel like it can uh, probably break your relationship apart if you're not willing to like work through those things. So. That's what I'm saying. I think I think it's an extra stress on the relationship. Um, and it's gonna, I mean, for you, like, I think you don't think like you could have done like your relationship would have been the same or you've been you don't think you'd have been you'd have been married if he didn't coach you? I, don't I think, think I would have. I think I would have learned things about him that I didn't know if I was gonna marry him. Like those are things that I would have learned maybe a little bit later than sooner. So what what did you learn from him coaching you? What did you learn about him? He's a really good coach. Like he's a really good mentor to other people, um, and that's something that I look for in a husband. Uh, Cause that means he's going to be a good dad. 
you know, like seeing things like that make you really like think, oh, like I can really see that or like spending my life with somebody with someone who somebody else really trusts, like not only as a coach, but as a mentor and someone that somebody else looks up to and seeks their advice, you know, even if it's outside of powerlifting. Like I, I'm pretty sure the majority of his lifters, girls and guys, ask them for other types of advice that wasn't related to powerlifting. And I think that's really what makes like a really good coach because yeah, you'll remember like you have really good coaches because like you make progress in your lifts or you make progress in the sport that you're in. But an even better coach is someone that learns how to listen to you and really cares about the things uh, that matter to you and the things that affect your training. Cause that's like, that's one thing that I learned from Abe is that, Coaching is not just like about the sport, but it really has to be like all around because you have to know what's like affecting your lifter. Like not everything, like not knowing everything about their life, you know, but just like being able to cater training around what their schedule and their life looks like. Uh, negative things, spending a whole lot of time at the gym. And I think that's like a, like I already mentioned it, like we were both growing at that time. So like he had to spend that time at the gym, I don't know for what, or what he was doing with the NAS so late at night at 11 o'clock when Metro was closed. But then those are things that I didn't like. So those are things I could bring up like, hey, like our fire relationship was ever to progress. Like, are you always going to be spending this much time at the gym? Like there's other things that also matter, right? Like your career, like, are you sure you're not spending more time at the gym that you could be spending somewhere else? And I'm not going to speak for him because I don't know how he took that. So maybe he can tell you later. But those are just like, things that would come up that I would be like, you know, where are you going with powerlifting and, and with coaching coaching versus like your personal life and your career? Like those are things that you have to work out in order for like our relationship to progress. And I think that was, you know, probably one of like the biggest learning curves for me um, was being patient with that and, and trying to hear out and, and see his perspective from that. I completely agree with you because like Josh and I went through the same thing, like especially with him being so like being at the gym for so long. And that's something with the home gym has helped him so much. Um, either he like breaks it up during the day where it's just 30 minutes here or an hour there. And I think that's so much better. And with uh, grad school, I think he's learned that he needs to not prioritize lifting so much because then his studies get affected. So, and, and, and that applies to the rest of his life uh, moving on. I mean, it's going to affect him with his future. If he wants to put more time into powerlifting, then other areas are going to be affected. I think for us, it was just like fi- finding a healthy balance with it all. So I probably do affect Abraham's gains because I made him leave the gym early. So he can get a good night's sleep for work the next morning. <laughs> um, so you're right, Anas. Lifting and coaching your significant other does affect your relationship. But I think it would affect your relationship anyway. If you're like, you could find somebody that is not into powerlifting at all. And this is all new to her. And then she's asking why you're spending so much time at the gym. No, I mean, th- th- those are some really good points. So, I mean, I th- yeah, I still think like you're like, those are things that you could probably at least I think like it will be way less stressful to have someone else do that part and kind of let the like the regular relationship like the outside outside of the gym kind of be a separate thing and like inside the gym like you're not even you're not playing the coaching role and the boyfriend role. I think that'll be like that will take so much stress like we'll put so much stress on the relationship itself. It's like I would rather just be the boyfriend and not be 
not be the coach. So ladies, if you're interested, don't seek Anas out for coaching. Be his friend first, and then you can be his girlfriend. <laughs> would you only date a powerlifter or, or would you be open to like dating a girl that didn't work out at all? I think just because like Cruz said, like I would, I spend so much time just because I also like, I have, I have my training and I also have a lot of lifters in the gym. So like I have to spend a lot of time there. I think it will be way easier. Like, I think like it, it's more likely to work if she trains or she powerlifts. So yeah, like I preferably, uh, the reason that I never like looked for anybody else to train me was probably because one, I didn't want to pay for anybody else when I have someone that can train me for free. And two is because we started powerlifting together that like even before he had a coach, we were training together and we would like run the same program together. So it always felt like it was something that we did that was like us to doing that together. Okay, so how did it start? Like, did you ask them, or did like did did they offer? Like, how did it work? It was just kind of assumed. <laughs> oh, it's just assumed. Yeah, I mean, we trained together at the Mac, right? That's where we started. Well, what I started like working out with weights, and then I don't know what Abraham was doing. He was like looking at you while you were benching, and uh, he was looking at you wear a belt and walk out with no weights, <laughs> benching three fifteen. Yeah, he was real into you, by the way. When he. But when was like the first time like he gave you your training sheet? Like it was just like assumed like out of nowhere, like you got a training sheet, like he sent you one. I don't think he ever, I don't remember when he gave me one. I think we would run like the same programs that we would find. We did small off for squats. You and did? that, yeah, that's all I used to do. Like I didn't like doing bench because I wasn't good at it. Um, I didn't like doing deadlifts because I didn't know how to. So was that before or after what, your meniscus tear? Before. That was before. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And all I all I did before, like what I did before powerlifting was track and cross country. So the only like lift that I was familiar with was squats. So whenever he would train at the Mac and I would see him, I would only go and like do squats with him. So it took me like a really long time to like get into doing other things. So he taught me like how to bench and how to deadlift and how to like do it correctly. And then if we would find like new techniques or like new ways that people were doing it, we would try that. So it was more like we were, I was learning how to do things and then he would recommend things to me. I don't remember when he gave me my first sheets. I don't think that was like until after we started training at Metro. Did he teach you about attempt selection? Um, no, I kind of learned that on my own after he, you know, screwed that up. Okay. <laughs> um, no, the first time for my first powerlifting meet, he didn't even select my attempts. I think it was Darrington. And I don't even know how that happened. And I can't remember the second time, but he's only been there for like my actual powerlifting meets a few times because some of the other times, like it's been other people who've done my attempt selection because he wasn't there. Or like someone else was helping him or he was training somebody else. So or he was training. There was always a, there was always a hand and, and other people helping. I think he usually except for that meet. I think he, he did a lot of the meets you did too. So like he didn't he couldn't really help. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true because for my second meet, I think Pedro helped me. Yeah. Pedro uh Abraham's friend helped me. I actually remember him. my attempt selection. Yeah, he was competing and he was trying to help too at the same time. Yeah. You're bringing back a lot of memories right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. You're welcome. 
See, that's that's why you guys are married, right? We're married so that you can remind me of the things he did. Yes, right? <laughs> how, how thoughtful he was. Yeah, that he would find somebody to do my attempt selections for no, me. No, like that he would take time out of his day when he was competing to help you. Yeah, yeah sure. He's, he's, he's so caring. Me. He's so caring. He's so thoughtful. Yeah, there you go. See? But the one time he actually did help me, you know, uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> you wish, that you mean wish, didn't happen. You wish he didn't? Um, I was upset at the time. I think I've gotten over it now. Abraham, if you're listening to this, I forgive you. But it didn't sound like you're over it. It sounds like you're still kind of mad about the yeah. seven and a half kilos. <laughs> so good luck, Salma. What about you, Salma? You know? What do you think? Thanks. Regarding like when did I start powerlifting, it was kind of like um, he would always bring it up. I'm like, eh, no, I don't really like. I was also that type of person that like, oh, I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to get bulky. But eventually, I got under the bar and started with the bar, and then moved my way up. And then it, when he saw that I wanted to take it seriously, he started giving me uh, my sheets. But it was a lot of like trial and error with me. So he would have to modify them until we finally found the the perfect one. So he offered. Like he didn't he didn't really ask him. No, no, no. He he completely offered. I mean I would ask. I I think he maybe got the hint with me asking, Oh, what should I do? Or like what do you think I should work on? Um, so he he just ended up sending me a sheet. So and that's what we're trying to say is that if you ever date somebody and she's into powerlifting but you're not coaching her. Um, those are some really strong boundaries we're going to have to set. That is true because I think it's really, really hard to try not to coach her. I think that's going to be the the number one issue because even if you don't want to, you guys are going to go back and forth like just bouncing ideas and inevitably you're just going to end up, you know, maybe she might want to listen to you rather than her, her actual coach. So or like, you just have to never have advice on anything right. that she's doing regarding lifting. Yeah, that's why I would probably i mean if it does happen like i would um kind of send her to someone on trust i'm like okay this guy is good like he will give you like all the advice you need he'll give you like good programming he's a really good coach like but do you honestly believe that because um i've seen you know in my short powerlifting career <laughs> um when you give or you pass on your lifter to somebody else like maybe you just like pass it on to them for meet day and they're just handling them and then they go off something different and then they pick the numbers that you didn't have for your lifter. And if you recommended her to somebody and you see that they're doing something like maybe it's not something you would do or you've seen this lifter, even if she wasn't with you, like as you know, your girlfriend, um, that they're doing something that maybe really isn't working out for them and you think something else would work. So you just wouldn't say anything. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why I would, I mean, I mean, if you're talking about midday, like midday handling, like I usually like the way I would do it, like I would just kind of write down everything. So like everything is right there. And like all, all, all the handle has to do is just, just pick those numbers. Like the numbers are right there. Like don't go off of the plan. So yeah, that, that will definitely like make me upset because everything is right in front of you. Like, why would you go off of the plan I written down for you? But as far as coaching, I think it's, um, like if I if she's with a, like a respectable coach that I trust, I don't think I'll interfere because like with, I mean it's 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 a process too. Like if like if that if that coach has been working with her for X amount of time, like they have more information. Like like you know like how Selma you said like 
whenever you started, like you, like not everything was perfect. Like it took some trial and error to get to where you are now. Like now, you know, you're doing stuff that works. So the same with her, like she needs someone who's been like, who's going to work with her for a while. Even if like, if it's me or if if it's someone else, like it's going to take some time. So, I mean, I I don't think I'll interfere with like, unless, unless she kind of comes up to me. He's like, Oh, like he's my coach is like not talking to me enough. Like he's not communicating. The programming is not good. I'm not having made progress in like six months. Then like, like then like I'll probably suggest some, something else. But if it's someone like I trust, like, I don't think like I would interfere. Like if, if they can do as good of a job as I can, I don't think I'll interfere. So you are open to having a, being on a, in a relationship. Of course I am. Well, like, I don't want to be single my whole life. Yeah. yeah. If anyone is single, anyone is interested and is single, Anas is single and ready to mingle. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I think. Like, I don't think, I mean, I would rather not do it just because it's an extra, like, I don't want to be stressed out about the relationship itself and about coaching, like, my, 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 my girlfriend. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do all that. It sounds like too much stress. But think about the learning experience. I mean, there isn't much learning. I mean, the reward versus like the risk versus reward is not, is not there. Like, there's so much risk about like of things going wrong and like disagreements and the reward is not, I don't think it'll help their relationship that much. Like, okay, she'll get stronger. Then what? Well, like, will, you, will it help your coaching? Because let me tell you, Josh has a different perspective if he ever were to train girls um, now. Like, I mean, he has a better understanding of what it's like to train a girl. Because we go through things that maybe guys don't go through. And I'm specifically talking about our menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I've, I've trained girls before and like, I don't think one extra girl is going to make a huge difference. I was more uh, like talking about like your patience um, and the amount of grace that you give with your significant other. My significant when you train other. them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you I, have to, I mean, like, I feel like that's a big, big learning curve. Like you would just be dropped into it. You learn how to do it and then you'd be good for like the rest of your relationship. But any other hiccup you'd be, You've gone through like other disagreements that you you've learned from and you know how to handle them. But those disagreements and in, in training, like they, they don't really matter that much. Like as far as like outside of the gym, like I don't think like if we disagree about like, like how, why she should grip the bar on bench, like does that really help our relationship? I think like it's more of like meaning, meaningless disagreement. That's like, that's not going to help. Every, every <laughs> argument that we've ever had, it's meaningless. Uh, like, argument? there's no point to it. Yeah, there's no... But, I mean... The, yeah. Okay, well, like, see, like, what's... Okay, so I don't, I don't get your point, then. Like, if you're, if you're saying, like, if we disagree and kind of learn about, like, learn she's, more about each other. Yeah, she's just saying that even if you... Like, if even if it's pointless, you it'll still make your relationship better and would still help you in your personal relationship. Okay, how? Explain to me how. Meaningless arguments that I've had with Abraham in the gym have made him a lot more patient with me whenever it comes to other even more meaningless meaningless things uh, what if i'm patient enough already are you I'm, are you honest because me I'm and you have patient. disagreements all the time and i don't know if it's um because you hate me 
Okay. Maybe we should put out a poll on their podcast saying how patient is Anas, like from one to five. I mean, I guess I guess I get it. Like it make me more patient, but it's like I don't know. That's not a good enough reason for me to coach someone. Kind of have go go through all of these. Meaningless I also feel like I'm I'm not gonna talk for your future significant other. Share everything with Abraham, like. I share stuff that happened to me at work. I share stuff about my coworkers. I share stuff about um, my friends. I share stuff about that happens through me during my day. I share, like, he doesn't coach me for running now. And I share with him, like, how my running went and how my training went. So I feel like that's something that would happen anyway, is that your significant other would still share how their training is going. Or that's what I'm saying. Like, you would have to put up, like, really strong boundaries if you don't want that to bleed over into your relationship because if she has to complain about something she's going to complain to it about it to you even if you're not her coach so you're still going to hear the feedback you're still going to hear the good the bad and the ugly so i mean i think that's perfectly fine but it's but it's different whenever some whenever you're hearing about it then you're getting blamed for it like i don't want to be blamed for bad training like I can hear about your good and bad training, but I don't want to be blamed for it and like have arguments about it. Coaching your significant other is probably like one of the most rewarding things because if you're able to like get them through something and they complain about it and Abraham said not to curse, so I'm not going to curse. Yeah, PG-13. But, so if you're able to get them through like the arguments and the complaining and then, you know, all the headache and the hassle and then they perform really well or they do something that you didn't that they didn't think that they can do and you were the reason that they have that confidence like that that would be pretty like cool and that is like, a, rewarding that is such a good point because josh and i have gone through this so many times like over and over all the like the hurdles that i've had to come uh go through and at the end of the day he's like look see i told you you could do it didn't i tell you and he like just his face when it lits up and i fi- can finally do something that myself I couldn't even dream of doing. And he's like constantly reminding me right now in this moment in time, two years ago, do you think you would have ever been able to pull this much or do this? And I'm like, no, honestly, I I didn't think I could do this. And that you had a hand in doing that on us. Right. And I'm just like, I always tell him, no, it's because of you. It's all your encouraging, uh, all your encouragement and your training and this and that. And he's like, no, I no, it's you. You put in the time, you put in the effort, and you put in the work. Okay, so I guess I see the pros and cons. Like the pros are like it's very rewarding for for the con. I guess like the risk is too high for me. Like the to kind of. So you're saying like the cons are too great for the pros. Like the the pros are too little for you to be convinced. Yeah, because I mean, I think I will still be like super happy about her making progress. But at the same time, like even if I'm coaching her like that, like I will get some I will feel fulfilled um, just because my lifter, like not her as my significant other that made progress, like it's more fulfilling that way. But I don't think it'll like amplify it that much more just because I'm dating this person. I think it's more of like, oh, look, like we've been working together and her as a lifter my client like did well like that kind of gives me fulfillment but i don't think it's i don't think it's too much bigger like i don't think the reward is that much bigger from like my a regular client to like the person i'm dating 
it would be interesting to know how many people think like you and then how many people think like Ruth and I, where we are saying that it's going to completely like, maybe not completely, but like definitely reinforce your relationship. And uh, and then on the other side that you don't think it's that much of a reward. I think it could be rewarding. But as, as Ruth said, like it could like it could destroy the relationship, too. So why not like why put stress on like a relationship that doesn't have like a big enough base like that's not has a relationship that hasn't developed enough why put that much more stress on it after like i would say like after some years of building a relationship and like now we have like a strong solid relationship like that can take an extra the extra stress i think it's it could be a better idea but especially at the beginning and like you're having arguments outside the gym and now you're having argument arguments inside the gym. I think that's like a big, like too much stress. Like that's the relationship is more likely to fail if you're having like instead of two arguments, whatever, a month. Now you're having four or five arguments a month. Well, let's get something straight. You have arguments probably every day. With who? Yeah. Like, like over the littlest things, they're just like it's normal to have disagreements especially when you like live and breathe the same air as somebody like all the time i think it's normal, so but, okay it's but gonna happen like in and outside of the gym anyway have- i mean i think that it might be even harder if you already have a good strong relationship maybe for a few years and then you start coaching somebody because now you're doing something that you've never done with your significant other and she's had coaching from other people and now you're coaching her so now the feedback, you may take it differently. Um, I mean, it could turn out to be really great. Or I was going to add on to that. Like Josh uh, basically started tra- well training me like within maybe eight months of us dating. And I'm, I mean, we've been going strong for almost four years. So I, I'm not really sure that it would have that much of an effect on your relationship. Like how long did it take Abe for, um, to train you, Ruth? Probably a couple months because we started dating when I went into college. I mean, we started learning and doing powerlifting together like pretty, pretty quickly into our relationship, especially because I knew that like if I wanted to spend time with Abraham, like he was going to be at the gym. So that's where I had to be to do something that he also liked and that I learned to enjoy with him. So, I mean, I'm not going to count how many people have had a successful relationship that train each other, but I, I'm, I would think that the numbers are pretty high okay so i want to go back about the arguments part like you see said like i argue i mean there is like there like i I argue with people like on a daily basis which is normal but do you think is it like is it normal to argue with someone like seven times a week or like a like the more you argue with someone like the least you like you you would like them less like you're not gonna like any random person, obviously you dislike that person, but your significant other, I think it's normal. Like Ruth said, you argue about the dumbest thing in the whole world. Right. But do you think like if you like if you argue with Josh, like like every couple of days, do you think that's like your relationship would be the same as like if you didn't argue, if you only argued like once a week instead of arguing every couple of days, do you think it'll be the same? If we argue every couple of weeks, I don't think we care about each other. Every I couple mean, of days. I mean, like, instead of, like... Yeah, every couple I mean? of like, days. If, if, if the frequency doubles, like, does that, like, do you think, or... Oh, 
like it will affect your relationship like or will you have different feelings about about josh no he's just letting me know how he feels and like you know that's kind of where, where you learn what your partner likes and what your partner do- doesn't like and you kind of grow from there i don't think that it would affect us do you think you don't think arguing too often is a problem in a relationship no really? I, I think it's I think argument and having like full blown fights are completely different. Yeah. Like thanks, because you can have like a small disagreement or like small bickering like during your day, and that doesn't have to like result into like okay, like we're done. Like we're not speaking for days. Like it's not like we're like um, you know screaming at each other and throwing stuff at each other and like being physical. No, it's just like like she said, like just little disagreements here and there. I mean, yeah, I think that's normal. But I mean. At the same time, and think like if I'm having more disagreements with this person more often, I mean, like we're not having fun. Like it's like it's too much. You know, what I mean, like it's too much stress. Like I'm 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 having no, to argue with this person. Like this, they are fun. It gets your you know, it gets your adrenaline pumping. It gets your you know, it excites your relationship. <laughs> arguments? Come yeah. on now. I don't know about all that. I, mean, I thought arguments like like the, the one of the biggest reasons people break up disagreements like what if you break up friend and i'm not gonna mention her i'm not gonna mention her name but one time she was like sometimes i just like have arguments (laughs) just because because like then the making up is so much hotter than like oh my god that is toxic i don't know man i don't that doesn't sound that doesn't sound healthy to me (laughs) (laughs) that's that's not my idea of a healthy relationship i don't know Uh, (laughs) i didn't say i didn't say it was my idea i said i heard it from a friend okay but i mean like you you two like are kind of agreeing with her like oh like you're kind of um and for like you want me to argue with with my with my with my significant other it's like oh yeah arguments are fine like you should have more arguments i'm like no i'm trying to have less arguments that's why i don't want to coach them because but then how how are you gonna like get to know her outside so gonna sit there and like whenever she talks be happy to me, all the time 24 7 no I'm, and you argument. Can't, no I'm saying like and you also can't say that you're always gonna agree with the person that you're with because there's gonna be something that she does like even if you're not coaching her that you're not gonna like about her oh no i'm saying we're not gonna agree but i just i don't want to disagree more often like i just want to have less arguments like i know i'm gonna disagree with this person outside the gym so why not so, so why disagree with them it, inside the gym too like it's that you're much just gonna more, let you know it go I mean? then like if she like makes you upset you're just gonna let everything go I, I mean you're sitting here saying that you argue with people like on a daily basis maybe se- seven times a day no, no, no. I didn't say that. No, no, I didn't say that. Ruth said that. Ruth said no, I argue with people said, every no, you day. Said, you said <laughs> that. We can rewind after you. Podcast. After she did. Oh, you guys are teaming up on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's April Fool's. How are you teaming up on me? I don't know. I just feel like she would end up, you know, this significant other that does not yet exist, uh, taking inquiries now as we speak, slide into the DMs. She's going to tell you about her training. You are going to have things to say about it that you may or may not like or that she may or may not want to hear it. And you may say the wrong thing. So like those arguments about the gym are still going to happen. If she's a power lifter and she really likes the way somebody else does the training and you just like despise the way that this person no. or this lifter lifts, like you're not going to say anything about it. That, you're just going to like would... stay quiet and no, hold no, it no, in. No, and no, like, no, no, no. That's why I would send her to someone I would trust. I already said that. Like I would send her. What if she doesn't that? like um? What if she doesn't like that person that you send them to? What do you mean? It's 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 a coach. They're, they're, she's not. I mean, 
What if she doesn't like it? Okay, well, we'll find someone else. What if it, she doesn't, doesn't like me as a coach? Be, what if she it doesn't, doesn't like even me as have a coach? to be. I mean, sometimes I don't like Abe as a coach. Okay, there you sometimes go. I feel, but it's I free, like, so we just put up with it. <laughs> okay, well, if if it's about saving money, then okay, like that's that's a different story. But if it's about having like a, a more solid relationship, like a healthier relationship, I think like the not coaching would be would be the way to go. Okay, I'll say this. I mean, okay, hold on. So. I'm 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 in a, I'm in a class right now with my with two coaches and they're doing lectures. One of them, they're both they're mo- both married. Okay, so one coach um, coaches his his wife and the other one doesn't. So I mean, see, like I can see, and they're both really good coaches. Like they're one of the best. Like they're two of the best coaches out there. And like one of them is willing to coach his his wife, and the other one is not willing to do it just because it's extra stress on his you know, on his marriage. So I can see, I can see, I can see why either one, I can see why coaching your significant other could be like a fulfilling experience. It could build your relationship. And I can also see how it could be very stressful and it it might break it. it. It's a personal thing, you know, whether or not you decide to train your significant other, it's whether or not you feel like you can handle that stress in your relationship. Right. And why take an extra stress that doesn't bring in that much reward? I don't know. I feel like it brings some great reward. I mean, from what you were telling me, I don't think it's enough. I, I don't. Th- I don't feel like it's enough. But I ended up being married to the guy. Right. <laughs> but I mean, but you, but you already, you already said. I hope I get married to that guy. <laughs> there you go, Josh. <laughs> he probably thinks we're in like really toxic relationships. And and the- he, he, I think he does. So we're just gonna have to, you know, agree to disagree. Um, you know, if you're gonna slide into Anasa's DMs, don't be toxic. Don't don't nag. Don't don't expect to get free training. <laughs> there you go. You know, he'll he'll give you a few tips, but after that, you know, he's gonna send you off to one of his um, other fellow coaches that you know are, are gonna treat you right and take care of you. But Anasa's a lot of a. A good qualities. He's a he's a good friend, even though he disagrees with me all the time. So we're just gonna we're gonna leave it there. Do you agree, Anas? We're just gonna agree to disagree. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would say like I would. I'm willing to do it. Like I'm willing to coach coach her. But like it's like if it if it starts becoming too much stress, like I would like I would instantly just send her someone else. Someone else. So we definitely changed your perspective because at the beginning you were like, no. I am not gonna do that. Why would I cause? Why would I put that stress on myself? And then now you're like, yeah, I could give it a try. No, you brought up some good points, but like I still think it's a lot of stress. I think I think it's still. Maybe it's you can more- ask Abe and Josh next week if it was worth it. I could, yeah, I could definitely ask them. Well, we're we're just gonna have to come back for a part two and discuss that, Salma. That'll be a yeah. It won't good. be. It won't be on April Fool, so you know it's serious. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. gonna do my best to do an Abraham impersonation and do. Oh my uh, god! I'm so ready for that. Here. I'm very. I'm and sorry uh, go ahead and say we're gonna wrap this up, and we're just gonna agree to disagree here today. So follow us on Instagram at Chalk My Bag and listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. As always, thank you for listening, and see you next week. You forgot to talk about our sponsors. Oh yes, Camel oh, and uh, Arby's. Yeah, for your fitness. You know, Arby's has a has a new uh, fish sandwich. Uh, fish sandwich. Sandwich. Abe won't, won't stop talking about it. Abe won't stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs>
Why did you tell me Arby's had a fish sandwich? You know his favorite sandwich from uh, McDonald's is fish filet. I don't know anything. Ha, ha, ha.